0: In this episode of Non-Native Creative, I had an awesome time talking with Ayana Wise. Originally from New York, Ayana is now based in Osaka, Japan, where she's heavily involved in community building activities in the international scene. In 2015, she founded Black Creatives Japan. Now she organizes events, online activities, and provides digital resources for a growing community of Black creatives inside and outside of Japan. She is the co-host of the Curly and Kansai podcast, a series which focuses on the experience experiences of Black women in Japan. She was also one of the organizers of the Black Lives Matter Peaceful March in Osaka in June of 2020. In addition to all of this, she does photography, DJs, and sometimes does narration and modeling work. In this fun talk, Ayana talked about what brought her to Japan, what motivated her to start community-building activities, and what steps she thinks countries like Japan can take to provide better education about different races and cultures. Ayana has lots of cool projects to check out, so take a look at the links in the description to find her and her work online. Also, check out the non-native creative Patreon for a transcript of this discussion and other bonus materials. Enjoy!
1: On this week's episode of Non-Native Creative, I am super excited to welcome Ayana Wise to the show. She is an Osaka-based creative person doing all kinds of community organization-related things. She DJs, she she does events, she runs a community for Black creatives in Japan. I'm so excited to have her on the show this week. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks very much for coming.
2: Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm
1: very excited to talk to you. I was just telling you a couple of minutes ago, I really hope to be able to do this discussion in person uh, earlier this year, but unfortunately due to our friend, the virus, we were not <laughs> able to, I wasn't able to uh, extend an invitation to you, but I'm very excited you can talk now. So uh, I want to kick this discussion off with the same question that I ask every single person on this show, uh, which is to please imagine yourself as if you were a superhero and If there's a moment, if there's an experience or something that you saw or read or ate even, I don't know, if there's something that kicked off the road that led you to where you are today, if you have some kind of origin story like that, what is it and can you share it with us?
2: So this question, when I first read it, I was like, what is this kind of question? I was so confused. But uh, after like thinking about it, I was like, what kind of superpowers would I even have? Uh-huh. Um, but then I thought of a time when I was a kid, um, I used to watch a lot, a lot of TV. And I think, you know, for most parents are like oh if you watch too much TV your your brain is going to get fried or you're just mm-hmm. not going to be like doing anything productive yeah. and I felt like TV at that time because I'm, I'm 33 right now yes <laughs> so I, I feel like at that time like t- television was very different and there was a lot of creative different shows mm-hmm. and um, yeah so I watched a lot of TV as a kid and I just remember at some point where like I fell asleep in front of the TV and I remember it being like a snowy kind of scenery um and also the like the the busy snow too was, was oh, happening. yeah, yeah. So i think as a little kid i would sleepwalk at some point but i'm, I'm not sure all i know okay. is that i fell asleep in front of the tv upstairs on the second floor of my house and then i woke up at the bottom in the kitchen so i thought i teleported <laughs> okay Okay. I'm I'm
1: very into this story. <laughs> right. So like okay.
2: I still remember this very clear, you know, memory of me like going to sleep somewhere, waking up somewhere else uh-huh. at the same night and just like wondering how I got here. And I wanted to tell my parents like what I did and they didn't believe me. So it was just like okay. well, Did you tell them a... that you teleported? Yes yeah, that well, the word you used? I didn't say that word. I was actually really really young, but I told them like what happened and they just uh-huh. like, Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Okay, so I felt like the television is what prompted my superpowers. That was the origin.
1: <laughs> cool, cool. So then, what what is like? How would you describe your current your current set of superpowers? Then, what are they? Just like I'm always everywhere. <laughs> I'm that doing is a helpful. Lot. Okay, yes. so the teleportation theme is kind of continuing. Then, yeah, I feel adulthood. like it kinda is. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I think you might be the first person to like actually. it's, establish a superpower. Right. Like, I've heard I've had a couple people tell me they've been like bitten by a radioactive something or other, you know. But I don't think anybody yet has said like this is actually my superpower.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so, no. It's it like impressive. I probably have a little bits here and there, but definitely like teleportation was like the first thing and it had to be from that that television that like kind of sucked me in and then put me somewhere else. <laughs> okay. Cool. <Yeah. laughs>
1: cool. So you teleported yourself to Japan eventually that's
2: basically what happened
1: <laughs> basically so you like fell asleep one day in your house and then you woke up and then in osaka. here i am in okay osaka. <laughs> cool cool <laughs> so what
2: made you think i would like to teleport to osaka um well there was a year when yeah i was in new york new york city or brooklyn i was living after college and i just hated what i was doing in the city mm-hmm. it was not what i went to school for and New York City is so expensive, and they're like, oh, we want interns for all the things that you want to do, which is, um, I went to school for communications, and I wanted to do, like, either video editing or something with TV, Okay. and they just exploit the hell out of everybody in New York, so I was just, like, really disappointed with Mm -hmm. my path, so my one of my friends like she went to japan for like six months told me her experience Mm -hmm. then one like new year's i made a resolution to learn a new language because my brother was also learning like a new language he was learning um, portuguese for capoeira i was like you know what i need to really try again with japanese because i tried in high school didn't work Mm so i'm gonna try again i like i like japanese pop culture Mm -hmm. and then after like Mm, six months of learning and then seeing how I can get to Japan and like doing a whole interview process with one of the Eikaiwa's, uh, the English community, I mean, English teaching schools. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I can do this. They said Osaka was open. I looked up how Osaka was I only know. I only knew about Tokyo and Chiba because I had a, a language exchange partner in Chiba.
1: Oh, okay. And
2: When I read about Osaka versus Tokyo, I was like, I think Osaka might be better for me anyway. (laughs) Right? Yeah, like
1: Osaka. There's a there's a rivalry. There's a Tokyo Osaka rivalry. Friendly. (laughs) For the most part, I think friendly for sure. Yeah. Like Osaka is seen as like the cool city, like the laid back, chill place, and Tokyo is seen as kind of like the cold, uptight city. I
2: think. Yes, and then at times, Osaka can be the Florida (laughs) of (laughs) Japan. (laughs) There have been some wild headlines I've seen before. Other than that, it's just, it's a colorful, entertaining place at times. Cool,
1: (laughs) super cool, super cool. So, and then to talk about kind of what you're doing there now, uh, like at the very beginning, I listed just a couple of the things very briefly, but what kinds of activities are you engaged in now in Osaka?
2: Well, now during Corona times, <laughs> yeah. uh, I've just been working mainly on keeping up with BCJ, Black Creators Japan's online mm-hmm. presence. We have a we have a blog that, I mean, again, it's still kind of slowed down, but we have a blog, we have our Instagram and we have our Facebook group and page. Mm-hmm. So just keeping up with that. And, you know, the group started in 2015 as just like a support group because there was other groups that... Um, Black foreigners are in, in Japan that wasn't really, it was just a bit like complaining. So mm-hmm. I needed another space to just like showcase things. Maybe people can collaborate or just like get each other motivated to do things. Like um, on Wednesdays I have like sometimes work in progress Wednesday. So I say, hey, what are you working on? Let's try to help each other out and keep pushing. Cool. And that, that's how the group started. Mm-hmm. so uh yeah for now it's just like keeping up with that but before corona was happening we were doing actual events in Kansai and doing talent shows and music parties and trying to figure out other ways to bring the community together
1: wow that's really really cool so has everything with the current world situation now has all of well some of that moved then just kind of digitally like i saw like you have a Facebook group and I checked out like the blog, the homepage that you have and the Instagram. And like, there's a lot of different events like that you've done. Uh, sometimes there's like kind of maybe fundraising, I guess you could say events, or sometimes like creativity based events. Like it's all of that now just happening online.
2: Well, the most recent event that's going to happen this month is um, actually not online. It's a rollout. And um, that means uh, people who skate, uh, skateboard, rollerblade, on bikes, whatever. If you have wheels, you can come out and just mm-hmm. have fun with everybody who has wheels. And we're, we're trying to do the social distancing too. So we're doing it like three teams in different groups. So there's mm-hmm. not too many people in one spot. Mm-hmm. And it's also, yeah, for a cause. So we um, are accepting donations.
1: Cool, cool. That sounds fun, actually. That's yeah. a really creative way to like, you know, find a way to get together and enjoy enjoy the summer. Hopefully, the weather's good
2: too. Okay? Yeah, hopefully too. And it's like um, recently, there's been a boom with like quads, like a buying everyone buying like roller skates and really, online. yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> but mainly in the states, and I feel like um, me and my friends are trying to bring it here as well. Cool. And, yeah. So. That's what we're doing.
1: <laughs> I can kind of see that as being, like, one of those, because, like, Japan is very, has, like, that whole niche thing. Like, whatever you're into, like, everybody, like, people will, like, really get into it. I feel like right. there would be a niche for that kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, there's already skateboarders, but Japan does not like skateboarders. I just True. wish that they had <clears throat> actual skate parks for people. So oh, we didn't they're have rare. To, yeah, because, like, because there's no skate parks um, available, The you know, skateboarders use, like, the benches or you know mm. whatever, in a building and of course like like the building managers don't like that so they have mm. like no skating here so that mm-hmm. makes sense but like people are on just regular skates and not trying to like <laughs> slide on sides and stuff mm-hmm. like they should still have spaces available and still not be like no skating
1: yeah yeah that's true like there was a skate park in tokyo uh up until maybe like last year or something like that like in the middle oh. of a actual park they had a really cool one i used to be able to see it from like my old office building but then they tore it down to make a new park <laughs> before the olympics which now are maybe gonna have i don't even know that's but sad that's true <laughs> but i feel like skate, uh skating just looks so much fun like i'm thinking about like there's this video this viral video that's been going around the internet the last like couple of days of this young woman just like dance skating <laughs> the, uh, with the yellow, like, oh, yellow. yes and she just looks so cool in the and music chill. she has yeah and everybody's <laughs> like oh my god she's so cool I was like I want to do that too but I just know like she makes it look so easy so easy but I was like I would fall on my ass it was so
2: funny I had seen that video before it went viral because I follow her on Instagram so was just like everybody sharing it with me because they see now that I'm skating like I had a look like I know you're like the fifth (laughs) person who shared this (laughs) <laughs> that's good. But
1: that, that, yeah, that's true. Like I remember seeing like a week or two ago, you posted some skating videos on your Instagram, and they, you were posting videos with your friends. And it, it, it cracked me up. You had like a song playing in the background that you were dancing to. Cracked <laughs> me up. It was so funny. It looks like a great a great time. So I hope that's a cool event. Then yeah. Yeah. Really thank
2: fun. you. I hope cool.
1: So, <laughs> so like, what's kind of? I mean, that's that's one of like the Black creatives Japan related activities. Then, mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. So what's kind of been the response to that like my understanding is that that's it's a group yes for like um people who are currently living in japan but also for people who are interested in japan or interested in coming to japan so what's kind of been the response to to that group since you started it it's been what five years did you say now yeah
2: um a lot of people are very happy that this group or even the events happen even Mm -hmm. though it's not like mm, it's not a big established establishment um but when things happen a lot of people come to me or tell me that like Iana you're doing such a great thing here um Mm. please keep going with it because there have been times where i'm like i'm so tired and burnt out do people Mm. actually really care it's just when i get those individual like um comments i'm just like okay i can keep doing this but it might not be as um active as I want it to be because everyone has you know their lives so it's like people who are helping me in volunteering mm-hmm. they're not always available and I'm right not, sometimes also not available so it's just like it's a lot of work to organize events especially the big ones that I I like to do the right um, my first one my first big one was um is called showcase and chill and it's a talent show Mm -hmm. so all of my events are available you know for everybody to come everybody in the community can come Uh, but showcase and chill um again everybody can come but the talent is black creatives and yeah us organizing black creatives so it's just like we wanted to show that we're not just one type of person that likes hip-hop. Like, you can, of course, like hip-hop or hmm. dance or whatever. But it's just that like we have other talents, and I feel like Japan doesn't see that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Sorry, do you hear that? I'm going to close the window. Oh, just a tiny bit. Don't worry about okay. it. Yeah, you're
1: good to go. You're good to go. Oh, good? Yeah, you're good to go. It's like, it was just a little bit. A oh, flip we're good to go but thanks for for being aware yeah but that's actually that's super 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 cool like the the I think that that's so true and like it's a topic I want to talk about later like this sort of you know like uh like oh you're from this culture or you're this race so we understand you do these sorts of things like there's kind of this very like compartmentalized approach to like creativity and uh people from different countries and so on in japan but i hope we can talk about that a little bit later okay um i wanted to just to kind of wrap up the talk about black creatives japan is there kind of a vision that you have for how you hope to grow it in the future
2: i do want like a physical space at first i was going back and forth about it but it would be nice to have like a community center for Mm -hmm. that is very like a safe space for like queer people as well Mm -hmm. um not it doesn't have to necessarily just be black creatives it's just like This is um, a place that is from that we made but is open to everybody and like every time i look at community centers in japan it's just really like dingy looking and not that like it just doesn't seem inviting Uh, so i wanted something that's a little bit cooler eventually and uh um just maybe also have the opportunity to maybe provide programs or find programs for people who are trying to come to Japan as well. Someone did Mm -hmm. ask me, she was like, do you know any like programs, this and that? I was like, hmm, maybe someday we'll be able to provide. That would be nice.
1: Oh, cool. (laughs) So kind of like resources for people who are looking to come to Japan, like to or to work or whatever. Oh, that'd be really, really cool. Like Mm -hmm. in general, like uh, just the, the resources that are available, like nationwide for anybody who's interested in coming to Japan, like it's kind of hard to find details sometimes. It'll be like immigration says this thing. Okay, we have to get this paperwork, but then what about social insurance? Where do I go to find out about that? It's like, it's there's just so much information that you need to know, and it's not super centralized. I feel like mm. in some places it would be nice. But this kind of relates. I feel like to the next uh, topic that I wanted to talk to you about. Your mm-hmm. podcast, Curly and Kansai, hey. it is so. I <laughs> the <laughs> topics that you choose there, like they range from like. You know, everyday life experiences to like, uh, to jobs and to, you know, like, of course, living in Japan. Uh, can you share a little bit, like, for people who don't know, what is Curly and Kansai? What is, what is the, what's Curly
2: the what Curly and with Kansai that? started simply because, like, I was getting tired of doing, like, vlogs for YouTube, but I wanted to have my, my friend, my partner, Elise, to mm-hmm. join me with these conversations. Cause we always talk about these things. It's like, why don't we just record it? Also yes. there's not a lot of podcasts with like black women in Japan. Mm. So like, let's, let's start this up because it's, there's a, there's something missing. Let's fill right. it up.
1: Right. And also
2: with that start more podcasts from black creatives happen too in Japan. So I was happy about oh. that. But basically curling Kansai is two black women living in Kansai area of Japan, not Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Kansai Osaka mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is how we are living our life here we will share our experience but we also talk about what's going on in Japan and that's it it's just a different yeah. perspective that a lot of people weren't seeing before
1: right right so I feel like the reason that I wanted to kind of segue into this is because that podcast I feel like like having listened to you know episodes here and there it's like that's a resource too like it's yeah. not flagged as like, oh, this is a a resource, you know, listen to this before you come to Japan.
2: But it really is like so many people told me that they listened to my podcast or seen my YouTube and said, you've helped me like get information on what to do before I move to Japan. I was like, No
1: doubt. No doubt. Because like, of course, your perspective and the and the ability to one, talk about uh, experiences somewhere other than Tokyo and two, to talk about the experience of being, you know, a woman in a, a, an environment where it's, like, people maybe aren't, what should I say, people aren't so understanding, I guess, <laughs> of, like, times. Of, of, like, the differences, and, like, mm. you know, so I'm, I've, I felt like when I, I usually watch the, uh, the videos, I'm, like, mm. Just because I don't know, I guess maybe like being a video person, like I tend to look at the videos more than the audio. But that's right, right. But like when I watch the videos of that, it's like you, you guys, the way that you guys talk about things is like, of course, it's very informal and very casual. But you get that, you get the impression that it's sort of like two friends like meeting for coffee is kind of mm. the vibe. And then mm. you just, you, I mean, like you have notes, like you prepare things that you want to talk about. Yes. But like you just, you have so many like comments and so much also just like tiny little bonuses, bonus information, like just all over the podcast, all over what you're talking about. So it's like, whether it's a little point about language or whether it's a point about you need to do this in this paperwork, like uh, for example, uh, to get the, what's it, the, uh, the stimulus uh, mm-hmm. for, the, <laughs> for the, uh, the coronavirus. Like all this, all these little bits of information are contained within your episodes. And even though it's kind of like, it's not, I don't feel like marketed really, like you don't market it as like, you know, this is a Japan resource or whatever, (laughs) you kind of market it as like, this is our experience. It's like, there's so much information that's so useful, I'm sure to so many people there. So I feel like that's, that's such a great, like, that's (laughs) such a great place for anybody like to get information about, about living in Japan. uh, And, you know, about, you know, it's a different perspective, you know, and a really important different perspective, too. Hmm, thank no. you. <laughs> do You have like some person in mind that you hope listens to that show?
2: Um, just anybody, really. Um, especially the black women, because uh, mm. I don't know if you had noticed that we don't we don't have a lot of men on uh, as guests. But it's uh-huh. not that I didn't want any at all. I just wanted to first showcase us that mm. we exist in Japan as well. Sure. Like Of course, black people do exist in Japan, but also black women are here. And yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of times we're hidden. So I just wanted to showcase us first before I started sure. um, adding more uh, men into the show.
1: Sure, sure, sure. And have through, through the process of doing the show, like have you been able to connect with and meet more black women across Japan?
2: Yeah, I have. And I, awesome. have, I have a few now close friends who said they watched Curly and Kansai and then came to Japan, met me at the club. We're like, are you Ayana? This and that. I'm oh just my so God. And now we're friends. We're like best friends. Oh, that's- <laughs> There's, like, two or three girls like that.
1: Oh, that must be amazing. (laughs) Wow, congrats. Like, so you have, like, a mega effect on people, for sure. Yeah, no, I
2: was really happy about that. I mean, that doesn't always work, because some people can approach me a little bit weird. But it's, like, for the (laughs) most part, I appreciate it, and Mm -hmm. I you know, don't need a lot of close friends. I've had enough, but I don't mind meeting new people. Sure, <laughs> so sure, I will sure, say sure. hi, I won't be an asshole or anything like that.
1: <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. But that's awesome. Because it's like, when so when someone is able to like see someone that represents them and someone that like can talk about things from, you know, a perspective that they identify with, it's so powerful, you know, so it's, it just sounds like such an awesome. It, sounds like it is such a great resource yeah. so I'm so I'm so happy to hear that like this had that kind of effect mm-hmm. um then I want to kind of uh in continuing I'm kind of trying to cover all of your various projects <laughs> we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about uh, event organizing uh and podcasting and stuff like that uh, and like you've kind of got this community like organizational role like you know you've, you've talked about how you're, you're kind of everywhere and maybe like the latest part that we can teleport to is uh we're recording this uh, July 5th of 2020, so uh, this is kind of in the period where uh, we've seen like the Black Lives Matter movement uh, picking up a lot of international attention. Yeah. And uh, you were one of, one of the organizers for the Osaka uh, Peaceful March mm-hmm. uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement, which looked like it was really, really successful and really, like, it went it went well, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I was listening to your impressions of that uh, on Curly and Concert, yeah. like, a couple weeks ago, and you were talking about how you, uh, as one of the organizers, you were, like, you're really good at, like, taking care of all of the online stuff, like, making yes. the Facebook groups and organizing people there, and then when you get to it on the day, Yeah, I I cracked up because, like, the way you described it, you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm capable. I can do all these different things." But when it gets to the day of the event, I'm like, like, (laughs) Don't make me do it. No. (laughs) Yeah, but like, I mean, what kind of? I'm I'm sure that you've answered this question so many times lately, like you know, talking to and talking to people. But like, what kind of? What was your impression? What was what were kind of your takeaways of, of doing that experience?
2: I was just really happy that there was a lot of willing people to volunteer Mm because i um just now since a month has basically passed i know that some other cities have been having trouble getting volunteers in the very beginning and it's like they have a longer time to you know organize we only had five days so Mm -hmm. it was just like i was able to get people quick and then people were like i'm ready for this we can do Mm -hmm. this and i'm just like yes because we had over 50 volunteers and they were so helpful whoa that's awesome yeah so like our you know our organiz- organization team was like 10 but like mm. we also had to ask for people to help us with like everything else like first aid and crowd control and just other things
1: yeah um,
2: so that w- that was that was very like i don't know how to express explain it the feeling but i just it felt good as yeah. like, i have this like kansai osaka like mm. this is such a great community like foreigners all together it wasn't just like only black foreigners it was like all of us and the Japanese community so I was like awesome I love Kansai (laughs) that's so great
1: like to hear you had that amount of like community support and in just five days you were able to put that
2: all together that's really really amazing and you had what 2,000 people yeah about 2,000 that's what we were told yes
1: yeah yeah that's awesome that's super super cool because like it's a bit uh, the the whole topic kind of like the discussion is like a little bit different or it's like it's kind of approached in a different way in japan because like the response like when when people started talking about uh the topic on twitter on social media or whatever like a lot of like the response from uh i don't want to say all japanese people or like whatever but like a lot of their response is like well Japan is not multicultural, so we can't be racist. They're like, no, no, everything's fine here. <laughs> and like, there's uh, uh, there's a lot of people going, no. It's not <laughs> how that works. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. But like, that's done me thinking lately. I'm like, like how, do, like, you think of, you know, the way that when someone, you know, writes a book in like English and then it comes to Japan, that you have to translate it and localize it, you know, to... To make it something that's uh that you know meshes with with the audience there and i've been thinking like you now how do you even begin to like localize uh this kind of discussion like how do you how do you make the discussion something that makes sense in a context that is so different from the u.s like i don't have a good an answer for this but like mm. is there some like going forward within like within japan which has a very different context uh, regarding, you know, racism and discrimination and some, and stuff like that. Is there something that, like, you kind of hope to see in terms of, like, education or, you know, even in, like, community settings? Is there something that you think we should really have more of this in
2: Japan? Yeah, I just, I mean, in general, Japan needs to change their education system because it's mm-hmm. so old and doesn't work. But in the meantime, I feel like now that there's more people trying to translate and um, a lot of the history um, and getting more resources in Japanese for Japanese people, they have no excuse not to learn. Because at first we're like, especially on Twitter, I don't know about other people, but on Twitter I see it's like Japanese people, like we complain, like Japanese people need to like read and you're not in a bubble anymore, you have the internet. But it's like, but duh, a lot of the stuff that they don't know is not in Japanese. Right. So it's like finally, I think we finally like realized Mm, maybe we need to just translate some of these things so they can Uh, understand it okay and i've seen some like light bulbs like just ding for for some people online japanese people online they're like oh you know what i did not know these things happen and then they're like black lives matter so it's just like it's it's a struggle it's gonna take some time but Uh, as long as the stuff is out there and then we have these marches we have these teams around the cities who are like Um, We get emails sometimes from press or from schools saying that they want us to speak for them, like that's Mm -hmm. a start. So I would like to see more of that happening and then maybe like actual change, reform in their education system. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I'll be a part of that, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, that's a long-term discussion like for sure and ongoing for everyone like not just within Japan like everywhere for yeah. Sure. yeah but that's a really like the the first point that you made there is super super interesting like just just the information availability in Japanese so in a variety of different languages worldwide then too, making sure that the information is clearly research one and two like presented properly too so that's a, but that's that's a, I mean, all things considered, a fairly easy step to begin with. Like if I'm yeah. a writer, you know, somewhere, like it's not hard to start reaching out to people and going, okay, well, how should I be presenting this to my right, audience? Right, so, right. so that's really really cool. So that's like a good first step forward. Then, for mm-hmm. sure. I feel like I've started to see some of those, uh, some publications, uh, you know, not all of them doing it so successfully. Like NHK, for example, had a. <laughs> <laughs> I guess well-intentioned, but extremely poorly thought out kind of approach mm-hmm. to, to one segment on its TV show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's kind of beside the point, but like the, some, I've started to see some Japanese publications are making more of an effort to, you know, reach out to members of the Black community in Japan and try to understand it uh, on like a deeper level and present information in Japanese.
2: Too. I would say that because of um, Twitter and just like social media in general, a lot of um, things that may happen in like Japanese traditional media, like TV, they get, there's uh-huh. backlash now and they're getting it so often and quickly now that they're like, now they're like slowly learning, hey, maybe we should ask somebody else before uh-huh. we post these things because there's really no excuse at this point. They keep making these excuses, but it's like you keep doing this. Like I remember, I forget what year it was, but it was like a idol group who was trying to do a show in blackface but they were saying it was like homage or homage for you know black people and I'm like or like black music and we're like no you Uh, should not air this so uh, like we had um, people on Twitter send things and like say this is not right let's do a petition don't put this online and then there was another dude a comedian who did like blackface too he's trying to be like eddie murphy for like Mm -hmm. one of those new year's um shows a famous comedian i'm just like y'all are doing this again so we're going to complain about it on twitter there's backlash send messages don't do this right they say sorry but it's not genuine and it's Mm -hmm. like y'all are not learning so i think now that you know blm is up again and active for everybody internationally it seems like japan is like. All right. I guess we got to do something different, but Mm -hmm. still going slow. I feel. Yeah,
1: yeah, that and that's a really interesting point too. Like the idea of of dressing up or like uh, painting your face is like an homage. That's a really, really a kind weird thing that happens where it's like, it's like they'll, because the, from there, there when I say they feels kind of weird here, but like the people who do that kind of thing, they'll go, oh, we just, we appreciate this culture so much, and we want to show, like, we want to show that we are dedicated, or something like that, like, they, they make an effort to, they, they see it as making an effort to show their level of appreciation, you're like, oh, no, <laughs>
2: like, this it's is, like, we don't ever do that, like, as black people, we never put on, like, different color skin to like say yeah. i love madonna so i'm gonna like put white skin on like i would right? never do that how right? does that come into their brain i don't know
1: i don't know i don't know either like that there's a weird kind of uh, like hyper appreciation or at least that's how they phrase it like fetishism in it. a way yeah it's, uh oh, i'd I never considered that but okay. <laughs> i'll think <laughs> yeah, that's about that one. what happens <laughs> interesting but mm. okay but that's that is cool to hear that like you know maybe these uh, media companies are starting to kind of realize, all right, we need to kind of change the way that we approach these topics. Mm, So mm, that's mm. good, that's good. Okay, Uh, I want to kind of move then into uh, the next part of your creative things. Like We're still not done. Uh, We're covering all the bases here. Uh, The next thing that I wanted to ask you about, uh, like in addition to your digital media work and uh, your community building work, uh, you've also done you also do photography, uh, specifically portrait photography. I've seen, I've seen your pictures here and there. Uh, they're very, very cool. Like you do street photography, uh, I've seen, uh, and then I saw like, you you had some really cool series that you were doing where you were playing with like light and shadow, uh, Mm, in the studio a while back. Uh, what kind of made you interested in pursuing photography
2: and doing that? So I've always been interested in photography as a kid, and I was like the one that was like the camera holder in like um, family outings and vacations, Mm -hmm. but such an expensive hobby (laughs) that I never really got into it growing up as much as I wanted to, Mm because I really wanted like professional like cameras. Um, So I kind of gave up on that dream. It was only... um, what was it now is it three or four years ago what when did I start wow <laughs> time <flies>. <laughs> right <laughs> um it was probably like yeah three and a half years ago or four where I was given um an opportunity to um do um an event so we do event photography and they let me they lent me a camera to borrow mm-hmm. it was a canon and um, actually they kind of like forgot that I had it. So I just had it for three months. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't ask for it back. Um, so I was just like, I'm just going to practice to see yeah. if I really want to spend all my, like a lot of money on my own. So I did mm-hmm. that. And, um, it just like kind of trickled into like, you know what, I could do this as a, a career or if it's not a career, it's going to be like, um, a side hustle or a freelance mm-hmm. kind of thing. It doesn't, I don't want it, it to be too much, um, a business for me because I might hate it. And, not right, most likely will (laughs) hate it. So um, as long as I kept like improving and seeing my improvements and just enjoying it and like meeting new people, because that's another thing with me, I like one-on-ones or just small groups. Mm -hmm. That's just, I think, a part of my personality. So I felt like doing portrait photography was it for me. I've tried food photography, I've tried street photography, and As much as I don't mind doing some street photography, I don't really enjoy it as much as I do portrait photography because I can have that rapport with people.
1: Cool, cool. I feel like that comes across too. Like every photo that I've seen posted uh, or that like you've shared on Twitter, uh, it's like the person in the picture looks so relaxed. Mm. (laughs) I always get that (laughs) feeling from your photos. They look so like chilled out and relaxed and comfortable. (laughs) So, it. <laughs> like it's like is there is that is that kind of the vibe that you're going for usually
2: and it's really funny when I look at the role from the beginning to the end It's like nervous 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 slightly <laughs> not as nervous okay getting comfortable 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 all right we're laughing <laughs> 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 that's awesome that's
1: awesome so that's how that's the deal so it's like you kind of are, in that case then are you meeting some of these people for the first time when you photograph them? a lot of them
2: yes but in the very mm-hmm. beginning it was just my friends mm-hmm. so, but when i was going to tokyo i was meeting a lot of new people like there's a couple shot that i did and it wasn't even in tokyo It was so far <laughs> it was basically past yokohama somewhere in some park but it was a really like nice day the couple was really nice um and they seemed very nervous in the beginning too, because it's like awkward. Like you gotta be lovey-dovey in front of a stranger. Sure, sure. So I was just like, don't worry about it. It's first, you know, first shoot. So like in the beginning, it's gonna be a little awkward. We probably won't use those. But every time I'll be like, oh, this is a good shot. Ha, oh, I love it. All right, keep doing that. And just like mm-hmm. trying to make them feel comfortable then they get more they get better shots
1: right right i mean like that's a skill for sure like mm. you know how to be how to be you know the the director you know yeah. like not just directing like the poses or you yeah. know not oh that's good here but also how do you establish like those human relationships that you need in order to make you know directing a poses. A
2: directing poses is not my strong suit mm-hmm. and, and um I don't know how i get a lot of times i was just getting people who knew how to pose so that kind of like didn't help me <laughs> but when uh. i did get people who didn't know how to pose i was just like all right since i'm not really great at telling you how to pose i'll just try to make you feel comfortable and then like mm. oh i see a really cool background let's just try some different funky things just move around just and don't worry about it
1: <laughs> yeah cool cool that is awesome Ah. I wanted to, I wanted to have a photo session with you. but Okay.
2: We will have it maybe next year. <laughs> someday, 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 someday. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, I feel, have I talked about everything that I, oh yeah, the last thing then, I guess, we. you've just used the word funky, so I'll use that as a segue. DJing, you also DJ at your, uh, at the music events that you put out. Yes. Uh, what kind of music do you play? I've often wondered this.
2: So my DJ name is Afro Pump. And uh, that means I play a lot of African uh, music. So Afro beats, reggae, dancehall. And then, of course, other more popular music, hip hop, R&B. Like I just do a lot of that. And I play Afro house. Um, But again, I could do more than just that. But that's like my main right there (laughs) got it
1: got it okay so with that i think i correct me if i'm wrong i think that's that kind of covers all of your activities your your Creative and community activities. Did I forget anything? <laughs>
2: um, you didn't necessarily. I don't, I don't think I tell people that much, but I do mm-hmm. model and I do narration oh. slash voiceover work too. Oh really? Oh okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, I didn't know about that. Wow, that's yeah. cool. What kind of what kind of work have you done with those with modeling and narration?
2: So with modeling, it's not that much. Um, and because also Kansai, we don't get as much work as Tokyo. But um, the last um, the last gig I did was with a famous underwear company here, okay. and I believe the ad is out now i haven't seen it it's supposed to be in july so oh. i don't really want to say too much just yet but it was just like i had opportunities where i could you know model for big names brands one mm-hmm. another one that has come out already was nintendo i was a hand model cool. <laughs> for that cool. Very nice. um and i've done i've been in commercial work too for usj harry potter like two years okay. ago nice wow that's awesome and then for that- voiceover work, I've done, like, commercials for um, beer. Um, maybe, oh. what is it, Black Label, Black Label, what is that beer? Oh, I
1: remember that. you shared okay. a post. Uh, yeah, sir, you shared you shared that. I remember seeing that and being like, "Well, it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
2: So I do a lot of things here and there. And if people are wondering, like, how do you do it, it's just, like, part-time work <laughs> that's yes. just basically it I'm sure. everywhere <laughs> oh
1: my gosh that's so much but like it sounds it sounds like you stay very busy <laughs> and like and it does not sound boring at all like it sounds, there's always something going on there's
2: always something to do <laughs> for sure
1: so then this just kind of getting towards uh, the uh, the end in, and niche of our discussion I want to kind of transition then so we've kind of covered who you are and what you're doing uh I want to kind of think about it from like the perspective of a person who's maybe thinking of coming to not even just Japan, but thinking of going abroad, uh, thinking of uh, doing something creative or, you know, getting out and doing things in the community. If I'm a person like that, I'm like a kid as well, like, and you have some kind of advice for me, like is there something that you think I should do or not do if I want to go get outside my country or get outside my comfort zone and be a part of a community somewhere else?
2: Um, Definitely just do a lot of research um, and, you know, watch YouTube videos, listen to podcasts. Um, It also depends on what country you're going to because when I first came here, there wasn't that many videos, um, especially people that look like me. Uh living in Japan, it was very, very few, but either way, I still, like, watched whatever I watched, and got a perspective on that, and then, like, I guess for me, living here, like, the first few years, I just observed a lot, so it's, like, still create things, but just make sure you know how to put that stuff out there respectfully, um, without, like, hindering any cultural, you know, faux pas, or, you know, like, crossing any lines or boundaries, Uh Um, because I feel like some people come here, and they're, like, I'm going to do this, 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 and that, and they're, like, don't realize that you can't do this as the same way you did it back in your home country Mm. but still keep creating doing the things that you can but just also observe right 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 great
1: Mm. great then relating to that like what do you have kind of any thoughts about uh language like a lot of people say oh the language barrier especially in japan is really really high or like what's kind of been your experience in, in, uh, being a bilingual
2: person in Japan? It's, it's funny that you call me bilingual cause I never think I am, <laughs> but, um, I do have some degree of fluency, so I can't say that I'm like completely beginner, but I've had struggled with the speaking part of, um, Japanese studying language, but, um, Definitely learn the language because it does help you um get a different like way of thinking uh, perspective um, you get your way sometimes when you know how to like argue or get some things in a different language mm-hmm. so like let's say for example, you wanted to film somewhere, um but if you don't speak Japanese, like maybe the guard would be like, "You can't no, 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 but it's like, oh no, this is for this is that, and you say it in that in their language, you'd be like, "Oh." them out there please wait maybe it's okay but for i think most japanese people they see someone that's foreigner they don't know how to speak their language so they're just saying no i don't want to deal with it but if you uh, speak japanese then it's you're like okay relax this person might know the rules and the culture so it'll be okay not every uh, not every japanese person is like that sometimes they're just like a block they're like i see foreign face i don't care if you speak japanese you don't know the culture no but it's you get a better or higher chance of getting things um, your way if you know the language. So I feel like it's best to know the language
1: mm-hmm. wherever Absolutely. you are. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not just in Japan,
2: but not yeah, just in Japan, sure. but like if you wanted to move somewhere else and there's a different language from your your native language, it's best to learn it. Absolutely, totally agree with that. <laughs> totally agree with that. Okay,
1: then um, I the kind of the the next question I want to ask is about uh, the joyful aspects of living and working in Japan. What do you find just wonderful or what do you like about your experience here?
2: Uh, in Japan for me, I do like just the scenery. So sometimes like when I travel and go somewhere like last week or so, I went to Mount Roko and I've been here for nine years and I had never been up Mount Roko. I was like, why? <laughs> why is it taking me so long? And it's just like, it's so pretty. So it's like, uh, I could take all these pic- pretty pictures and it's just like, this is why I like moved here and not just be stuck in the gray city of Osaka all the time. Right. Right. Um, And just also, I felt like more freedom here. I feel freedom of expression because like back home, like me dressing, um, just dressing in my own style, I felt very like self-conscious, but like here, I did in the very beginning, but now it's like Japanese people don't know anything. Like this is, they'd be like, Oh, that's, you know, she's a foreigner. That's how they dress. Well, it's just me. Like, I just like dressing like this I just like doing stuff like this and mm-hmm. y'all could just be like that's just different well I think mm-hmm. in, the, in the, back home it'd just be like "Ill, you're weird you know oh so then yeah feel, like self-conscious like some people have a stronger skin but for me in the beginning I didn't so it was just like finally like developing my own style and just mm-hmm. feeling a little bit more free to express myself mm-hmm. without any shame mm-hmm. absolutely nice absolutely <laughs> yeah. for
1: sure for sure okay And then we've kind of talked a little bit about uh the the flip side of this question which is Mm -hmm. you know the challenges Mm -hmm. uh of living and working in japan like you've already touched on uh language and on you know when people are presented with a foreign face some people kind of shut down and uh but is there anything else that you've kind of found challenging about about being here
2: um yeah, all of, I feel like all of my challenges are, I say on my Korean Kansai, but then I like forget. <laughs> but uh, a lot of times it could just still be language barriers, even when I do know a good amount of Japanese. Um, and just a lot of misunderstanding too. I mean, that's mostly online, especially when I post things um, that maybe just very different. Mm-hmm. If I, if I write in Japanese more, I feel like I'll get more backlash from Japanese people, so I kind of oh, don't. <laughs> I, I get scared of, like, Japan Twitter, um, because sometimes it just, like, cut <laughs>
1: There's a, there's a group, uh, like, I won't make the discussion about it, but, like, there's a group on Twitter, on Japanese Twitter, that kind of, kind of a bit of a mob mentality <laughs> when it comes to certain topics. That for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, moving in a more positive direction of uh, our last couple questions then, uh, do you have a, a next project? The next thing that's coming up, you talked about the, uh, the skating event, which sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Is there like a next maybe evolution for any of the projects that you're working on or something that you're thinking of doing in the future?
2: Well, um, this year was supposed to be like a way bigger planned um, talent show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to cancel it twice because of Corona. So I'm hoping for the next time we are able to do that, um, that it'll be a lot bigger. Cause like we just did a talent show and then just show um, art. But I think the next time I want to have like a fashion show and, and things like that, I just kind of want to change it up a little bit and then mm-hmm. make it even bigger if I cool.
1: can. Cool. That sounds awesome. So, and this, all the events that you're talking about that you've talked about so far, Uh, today they're all based in Osaka is that right
2: yes yeah I know people want me to expand in Tokyo but I've thought about it over and over again I said no y'all have a lot of things you don't need you don't need me to be there Mm -hmm. You can do your own events and it'll be fine. (laughs) That's true, that's true, for sure, for
1: sure. Okay, Uh, then just getting, we're near the end of our conversation now, so I want to make sure everybody has a chance to find you online. You have many different web presences uh, for for your many different projects, so where can we find you or where can we find your uh, communities, the projects that you're working on, what's the best place for all of your info?
2: Um, I do have like a link tree on my, <laughs> on my Instagram. So just go on Yana underscore YZ and you can go on my link tree and get even more links. But mm-hmm. basically my personal, um, handles are Yana underscore YZ across the board. Mm-hmm. There's BCJ, Black Creators Japan on Instagram and on Facebook. And then we have Curly and Kansai on, on Twitter mm-hmm. and on Facebook page. And there's also Black Lives Matter Kansai that is on Instagram and on Facebook.
1: Okay, got it. I will grab all of those links and put them in the description for the YouTube for this and for the podcast description uh, everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> where this oh, stock yes. goes out yes. so that is that is fantastic when i was looking through like trying to figure out just how many links you have like related to your project so it's like it's <laughs> <"My many>. <laughs> <this is> amazing <laughs> you have so many things like but there's so much stuff to look at and so much cool stuff to participate in so i hope that people check that out for okay sure. thanks awesome so like we're at the end then is there <laughs> anything do you have any comments or any thoughts that you just want to get out there if not
2: all I just tell people, keep creating. Don't worry about it. Don't think that you're not creative. Everyone is creative. And don't think it just means traditional art. Everybody has a way of creating. And don't worry about it. Just create. Awesome.
1: Excellent <laughs> way to finish everything off. Thank you so much for your time today. This was so Thank much you. fun.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Non-Native Creative. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so that you never miss an interview. Also, please make sure to stop by the project Patreon at patreon.com slash non-native creative. Patrons can get access to Patreon-only discussions, bonus behind-the-scenes media, interview transcripts, and access to patron-only live streams. Your support will help make sure the series can continue to share exciting, interesting stories from creative people working across borders. Thanks again for listening. See you next week.